Welcome back to Franchise. This is your boy, Eddie. Yo, welcome back. It's Jay. Thank you for listening again another week. And I appreciate you guys having me. My name is my name is Abel. So, dude, this is so exciting, man. I've been waiting to bring Abel on the podcast for such a long time. It's been a long Super time. Super exciting to have Abel on the podcast. So, if you guys don't know, I'm going to let Abel introduce himself. Abel, just say a little bit of, about yourself. So, like, let's start off with a question. Who are you? Uh, good question. So, I, I would say... I'm just a young kid from Westchester, right? Um, I think I was, uh, you know, born with a lot of ambition, and I think that's where it's taken me to this day. I would say naturally I wasn't good at a lot of things, and then I just like through sheer effort worked hard. I have a really high position in a marketing firm. Um, I deal with you know lots of really wealthy people, um, and then also I'm still a kid from Westchester who, you know. I'm still trying to, you know, go through the motions. So in a nutshell, that's basically who I am. That's awesome, man. So humble beginnings and now you're having some success in life. Uh, so let's start off with some conversation, Jay. And on top of it all, my fucking boy. My yeah. boy. Seriously. First off, I appreciate man, it. First off, this is one of our, our dearest friends and we're really glad to have him on again. Um, I, I want to start off with the conversation. Let, let's go back a couple years. Let's do Who it. was able before getting out of college? What would you describe for the I people that say, are listening. honestly, I was so in, entranced in like living in really superficial reality where like I genuinely cared so much about what other people thought of me. And it's, it's such an ironic thought process because you care so much, you almost turn people off from you and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the less you are of yourself, the less people actually like you. But then you don't think like, wait, if I just am fully, truly myself, people will love that a lot more than if you're like, no, I am cool as fuck because I don't know, whatever, on some like false premise. So I don't know how I got there, but essentially I was um, just a, somebody who was super insecure at the time right? and just trying to find out not only like who I was, but what I wanted to do. And I think part of it was I didn't even I didn't have a lot of direction as far as like where I wanted to go so then I didn't even know where my personality would have eventually shaped and evolved to you know what I mean holy shit that's really woke no but that's it's really true yeah I I, I think I, I've had experiences with uh, like a massive amount of you know insecurity and self-doubt mm -hmm. and for sure people pleasing and oh not God. being able to say no to nobody and mm -hmm. you kind of go through life in that direction well how was that realization like brought upon you like what made you realize that Honestly, I made friends with you guys. It was pretty dope. No, I swear to God, it was dope. It was cool. I was uh, Abel was super outgoing, like growing up as well, because like yeah. I went to school with Abel, so like uh, Abel, like we used to call him Apple back in the day. Like it was I just, forgot about it was that. Just name. Amazing. Fun fact: So Jay and I went to middle school together, right? And in high school, we like drifted, whatever. And then towards the end of like my college career, Jay just kind of like came back. And it's kind of insane that we went to the same middle school and then, like we crossed paths again. So it was pretty dope. Um, Jay, don't let him fool, fool you. Played zero games in both middle school and high school. Zero I, games. I don't know about that. What do you mean about zero <laughs> games? Yeah, tell me, zero, bro, tell, tell me what you mean about that. Bro, zero games. First of all, nicest guy I've ever met. But if you crossed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Jay, zero, Jay's on that. Jay's oh, on that. Zero games. I'm, I feel like everyone's like that, though. I'm not Fair enough. unique. I, I don't know. There's regard. a lot of people that I feel like are kind of like 
thank you. You'll cross me and I'll kind of like stay quiet. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want confrontation. Like I'm not willing to say no or, you know, put myself out there and like not be liked by somebody. So like, I, I feel like that's dope. That's Jay's been consistent his whole consistent, life. Consistent, That's for sure. I appreciate that. But I guess since we're on the whole like topic of like, I guess like trust and like, you know, not, not liking one, like the disrespect or, you know, whatever, you know, you mentioned, um, like a moment about how you like project yourself. Why do I have others. a feeling? Sorry to interrupt. Why do I have a feeling like Abel saw Jay fuck somebody up? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have the feeling that that's what we're talking about here? All I'm saying is that it just, it wasn't just one person. <laughs> that's all I will say. I don't even remember some of these stories. Like, Abel <laughs> has like some of the craziest stories about The me. thing is that they're all real. I saw firsthand. Can I say it? Yeah, I mean, you can say whatever you want. All right, all right. This, this, yeah, is, this is your podcast. Yeah, all right, exactly. all right. This is my yeah, podcast, is... which in a part is your podcast too. So I appreciate that. All right. So I'll never forget sixth grade. We're in geography class. I won't even say his name. We'll give him an alias. Let's just say, uh, let's just call this guy Tony, right? <laughs> so Tony in this story was being loud as fuck, causing a ruckus, just being that annoying kid who's trying to be funny all the time. You're like, dude, like, let's just move fun. on, yeah. right? Like, let the teacher talk so we can, like, leave. And then Tony just kept causing ruckus. And, and then Jay's like, yo, sit down. And then Tony's like, like, at this moment, he got challenged. He's like, wait, so do I keep this persona or am I telling this kid off? Of course, Tony, Tony chose the wrong side. And he's like, well, fuck you, Jay. And then Jay's like, huh? He's like, all right, I'll catch you outside. That's it. Few words were, ex were, were exchanged in that moment, but many actions were to follow. So after that, the bell rings. I see Jay zips his book bag up and just bolts to like the to like the spell out area essentially. And this guy Tony is like, "Oh fuck!" He's like, "For sure, waiting for me." This guy is already waiting for him. He's just like arms up. He's like, puts his book bag down without even a second of human communication, just on site, and boom, decks him straight in the face. This guy like stumbles, surprised. He's like, "Dude, how did he?" Like, zero doubt in your mind. That that's exactly what you were going to do. That I can even tell from your eyes. And also, to be fair, at the time, Jay was kind of chubby. So, Jay... I've been chubby my whole life. That's nah, been, you look good. Don't even nah, lie. you look good. Nah. Don't even good. lie. You've been nah, kind of nah, gorilla nah. pumping it around. But nah, we're sixth nah, nah. grade. Who looked good in sixth grade? Yeah, I looked like shit in sixth grade. A couple of people look good in sixth grade. What do you Nobody. mean? Nobody. I can really? recall a couple of people in my sixth grade that looked yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Really? I was not that guy, though. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't the, <laughs> I was not the yeah. guy. I was not I the one it. looking good. But I yeah, remember yeah. a couple motherfuckers being like, damn, I need to get on that level. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. All right. It's Some people were abs in sixth grade. Yeah. That was fucked. Saying. You exactly. see, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, true. I had a boy. His name was Jesus. Same name as me. He had abs. I never had abs in my life. Me neither. Kind of fucked. That's what I'm saying. So I Jay think. just beat that this motherfucker guy's ass. Good. Dude, so he like decked him in the face. This guy stumbles. And they have to <laughs> pry Jay off of this guy. And Tony, I want you to know, ever since then, never spoke in that class ever again. <laughs> I, I bet we got out on time every single day from Dude, there on. holy shit. You know, my mom, not That's my mom, crazy. but I, my dad always has this saying, like every time there's like someone acting up like that or whatever, that he always goes, oh, he hasn't gotten his ass beat yet. That's why. Like anyone that's always- You think that's what it is? I believe Tony it. ever talk again? No, you're right. Well, Probably never ever beat. True. And you know, I, it's funny enough- I, I, and I'm just going to add on to the story. I've seen Jay literally beat somebody into a bush. I believe. Wow, it. this is crazy. I've seen all, Jay all, all, all of these. <laughs> <laughs> we're airing out Jay's dirty laundry. Hey, guys, yeah. we're hiring this motherfucker. Yeah, for real. Look, take a look. No, but it was, so, you know, was self-defense shit and it was disrespect. So Jay, you know, told him, yo, 
What's up? You gotta All do what right. you gotta do. Took him, took him into like you. this forest area, and they just decked it out. This Jay beat his ass, and this guy stumbled into the bush. And Jay came out and said, "Get the fuck out of the bush! Get the fuck out of the." You gave him the bush. round two. Yeah, the courtesy. <laughs> he, said he didn't want to beat uh, his ass in the bush. But you see, the thing is, is that what what I like about Jay is he's. He's not an instigator. And not, not an instigator. He's not out here yeah, looking he's not, for fights. he's not trying to start. Oh, no, I'm never. He's just the one that finishes him. I like very little stress. That's, yep. that's the thing. I like very little stress. I feel that. And I, at least in my opinion, when you have to fight, I feel like things are going wrong at some point. That's why I'm like almost like these things, you, these stories you guys tell me. Obviously, I remember some of them. <laughs> he's like, but God he's damn, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, stop it. it. I don't know. Uh, stop. It is what it is. Fuck, I, how did we even get here? Well, Jay, you were talking about something. I completely interrupted. You were talking about trust. Oh, how they call me Apple. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We used to call you Apple back in the day. But not even that. But, like, you mentioned something about just, like, projecting onto others and yeah. shit. And, like, do you feel like you have to move in silence almost? I think you um, have to move with the trusted circle for sure. And even still, it, like, depends. Because um, moving in silence is really helpful depending on, like, what your personality type is, right? right. So, if, like, you're somebody who is extremely self-driven... And yeah. you know that you have a good amount of friends like around you, then you know there's almost no need to be like, "Hey guys, this is exactly what I'm doing," right? Because then you don't have to project your confidence to somebody else. Like it should just like exude into who you are, kind of right. thing, right? Um, but moving silence at the like contrary of that is also really important because there's a lot of things where if you aren't completely sure that that's exactly what you want to do, yeah, you don't want to be that person who loses their word. And at the end of the day, that's like all you have. Yeah. So if it's like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing and then you don't do it. Like, why should I take you seriously for the second, third, fourth, fifth time around? Yeah. So. Which is, I, the, I think that's the value of no. Right. That I, I think a lot of people like, have a misconception of like someone being truthful and telling them, no, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Or telling them the truth in general, you know. The truth is to be perceived. If I'm being honest with you and as a friend, I tell you, no, I can't do this. Right, right. And it's the truth, then it is what it is. Right. At the end of the day, the value of the word is what's most important because For you know sure. when I say yes, it's going to come through. Uh, right. Uh, do you feel like that, like you've learned over time? Do you feel like uh, it's, it's a lot of like trial and error when it comes to like your circle now? Do you feel like you have a circle around you that is that what Jay's talking about? Like this self-driven thing that you have a quiet circle around you and now you're ambitious and you feel like in the next couple of years, you're going to strive to what you want? 100%. And I would say the circle, like basically like our group of friends is, the most helpful during like the hard times. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, like having the safety net to fall on is what I think like stops a lot of people from moving forward. Like either those words of encouragement or the words of like, dude, you're like sitting on your ass all day. What are you doing? Yeah. Like I don't, I feel like not enough people go that route. Like, Oh, you have big dreams, but you're not like doing anything. Like you just binge watch an entire show. So Holding people accountable. Right. That's like the biggest thing, which I feel like a lot of, Friends don't do for each other, which is the whole thing. You know it's what I mean? part of friendship. Right, right. There's been a lot of moments that you've held me accountable, actually. Oh, my God. For sure. Yeah. Bro, one of the, like, reasons I'm so enamored with you, right, is because, like, I've always told you, yo, you're my boy and you're a partner. <laughs> Thank you. That's so crazy. Like, yeah, you, you had to think about. You said you were like a, uh, like you know, you worked for like a pretty big like marketing company. Like, tell tell me a little bit more about that because I feel like we've never really had like that conversation. So I kind of like want to know a little bit more. Like, I like, no, yeah, curiously. yeah. So 
basically I got started. The, co- the name of the company is TFC Marketing. We do we specialize in digital marketing. What I would say more is we sell results, right? So if you want more customers, you want more listeners, you want more leads for your business, whatever it is, we sell those results to you and we use digital marketing as a vehicle to get those results is the best way I can describe it. Um, how I got here is, or I got to that position is, I first started almost three years ago um, at the recording of this podcast. And my first job or my foot in was, I was basically doing customer service. So it was phone calls, live chats, emails, essentially customer service. And I knew, I just knew that there was something to be done here. Like there was a position of growth to be had, but I knew there was going to be like blood, sweat and tears, like in between every single one of those steps. So it just became a matter of like learning, working really fucking hard. And then a lot of, a lot of sacrifices. So I had a really big social life at the time. I would go out all the time. I had like a bunch of friends. And it's not that they even drifted away. It's just I no longer went out. So we just didn't see each other as much. And after you don't talk to anybody for like a year, you stop being on their like invite list, I would say. Yeah. Right? That's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, no bad blood at all. It just like kind of the natural progression of things. And that was, so, that, that, that was something interesting that I had to get adjusted to. Because now it's like Saturday. Even though I'm, I'm not down to go, it was interesting to be invited to those things and see you know, how that went. And then um, perseverance is like a big one too, for sure. Um, shit gets super fucking hard. And I, th- I think anybody who even reaches some level of success, and I think I still have a long way to go to. I'm still like, in my mind, in the journey of it, um, it gets really hard. And the person who can persevere through all those, like Elon Musk is a hero of mine. Yeah. He's gone through some shit. He really has. I feel like there's a lot to be like, he's, he's just a beautiful person. Like, oh my God. A lot to be learned from him. For sure. And... Even though some of his shit is bullshit, though. I won't. I won't. Oh, yeah, no yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. You see, he's we can't. He's not that. You see, this is the thing that. about Jay. I need to know. All right, Abel. So let me explain to you something. Talk to me. Jay loves Elon up until Elon starts talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to Mars. Yeah. He's what? like, all right, but put, put a motherfucker up there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. see, I don't understand uh-huh. why Jay wants this guy to say, hey, I'm going to put somebody on Mars. I want to do it the day to tomorrow. Like, he's like, no, 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 but show me something. Wait, but what's the beef? There's no beef. My whole, <laughs> That's what I'm this saying. is my whole thing when it comes to him, right? And this is like anyone that aspires to do the things that Elon does, right? If we're just grading him like on a regular like person scale, right? Like, you know, the casual man, then okay. no, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, like a, godly, right? Yeah, he's, he's exactly God. Uh-huh. He's a deity, right? Right, right, if right. If I'm putting him on the scale of putting a motherfucker on Mars and you've put zero motherfuckers on Mars, <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I supposed to grade you as? All right, but to be fair, right? Yeah. This fucking skeptical. Nobody else in the planet was even, is even as close as he is now. Yeah. Right? And nobody else on the planet was able to privatize space travel, which is like one of the biggest steps. Also, like, you know when they're like, oh, it's not rocket science, but like literally. though, (laughs) It's it's rocket science. (laughs) Like literally though. It's like literally, right? And he taught himself. He like hired people and he's like, dude, how do you do this shit? And they're like, but I don't know. You know? No, I get that, but that's why I said, as like the casual, common man, you know what I mean? I feel you. As like just homo sapien shit, you know what I mean? No, he's 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 the creme de la creme. Jay, this guy but is putting rockets into space, I don't know. and they're landing back in the exact place that they launched off of. No, amazing. <laughs> but I, not ba- I can barely tell you how this light bulb turns on. I can do it. What happened? I can barely tell you this light bulb turns on. <laughs> no, I can't tell you how it turns on besides if you show me where the switch is. Like, oh, the switch no longer works? Yep. I, it's broken. 
<laughs> and that and you see that's why I have so much respect, dude. And you know, just to say a little bit about Elon, because I think we all three of us have a level of admiration for Elon's not only work ethic but how he climbed. He didn't start off Super with rich. money and right. stuff like this. Like he was working in Canada. He went to Canada to be with his uncle. Found out he couldn't find his uncle, so he's like, "All right, fuck, I need to stay at hostels." Like type shit. Oh shit! And literally looked through jobs with his brother and found the highest paying job, and it was putting coal into a furnace in a suit. This shit was hot as fuck, but it paid twenty dollars an hour. There was eleven people that were hired. By day two, there was only two left, and one of them was Elon. By the end of the week, the only person left was Elon, and he worked through that building money so he could go ahead and start eventually what's known as like um, Zip Two which is like a zip file folder with his brother years later. Like he fucking built it from the bottom up. Wow. That's the American dream. Literally. And fuck the, like the American dream. That's just the dream. Like having something of your own that then it's like, people love this. And now people give me money for this. What more can I do? And look what we have now. And the day somebody goes to Mars, I'm calling you. <laughs> Seriously, Jay. Like, no, and I'm and I'm waiting for that call. You don't think I wake up every day hoping <laughs> for <laughs> some Mars shit? I, I, I subscribe to the whole alien thing. Oh, aliens are real. It's not even a question. Thank you. you guys I, really think, I subscribe to the whole like Bruh. thing for real. And so I don't believe in aliens. You don't believe huh? in aliens? I'm but skeptical. how? Like just I'm, pure, I'm out of pure probability. Away from them. Just out of pure probability. Fine. Yes. But what do you mean? That's like the. Yes, because I don't know. And the probability of me not knowing for a very long time or maybe never finding the answer, I'm just going to go with yes because statistically speaking. But do I believe in them? Ah, fuck, that's tough. I believe in it, man. There's no way, right? Dude, in our measurable I reality, like if you think about it, in our measurable timeline, do you think yeah. we're going to be able to study another species? Like another species like intelligent like us? Probably not. I think it's inevitable. Do you think we're going to run into do something? Think about, all right. We've already we, ran into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. I think they've you guys already are talking about that fucking monolith that like ended up. No, 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 no. Fucking no, no. nowhere. Like, come on, guys. You can also talk about Roswell, Mexico, right? That's area, area fifty one with uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, <sighs> I, I forget all the doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with the the whistleblower. This guy. Uh... Yeah, I forget his name, but Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, yeah, he's another one. Yeah, with I think he was in Area S four is what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in the, he was in there. And you, they actually, you know, where the part that I get a little skeptical. I'm like, ah, oh, these motherfuckers are probably real. Because he was looking at an energy cell that was anti-gravity. But that's how it produced energy. Meaning yeah. you can't touch it and you can't pull it apart. And as soon as you're putting something on it, it's repulsing you. So it's anti-gravity. He said he was working on that. This guy's a, like, he went to MIT supposedly. Mm -hmm. They went and looked for his records. No records of him going anywhere MIT associated. No records of him working anywhere. But he was on the phone book at the previous nuclear facility that he was working at as a physicist. So, like, it looks like the government expunged all his shit to ruin his credibility. Dude. Which is terrible. Right. And, why, is, would, and yeah. why would they do all that if the only thing they do in there is test weapons? <sighs> right. He said he saw, like, a, like, a, like a foreign species, like something alien looking, but he, he only saw it briefly. Because I saw the doc. Because I'm like, fuck it. I'm into this shit. Yeah. I saw the doc after the Joe Rogan podcast. Look, I don't believe in them because it's really hard for me to not be skeptical when it comes to something like intelligent life forms besides humans. Like, show You're me tripping. that shit. You're tripping. Show I don't know, me it, though. You're tripping. Yeah, but I don't know. I think they exist. I don't think we're going to run into them, though. I don't think we're going to be I in that But I think that, there's no way we level. haven't already. We already have. 
also if you think of like timelines of humans bro we are basically still cavemen we still kill each other yeah 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 you know what i mean no i think we're fucking we're like barely able to like go to another planet much less solar system yeah we can't even have a conversation right yeah have you guys ever seen those pictures of like um army pilots that are out in the jet and they take a picture of like some ufo like Mm -hmm. object like something that they you can't explain right and reports of like these sightings and continuously happening over the years right look i what what do you think that is a picture and a video is not enough for me i'll tell you what though just off of this fact it makes me think like "Mm, there's something out there we don't even know what's in the ocean for the most part like the ocean is super undiscovered that's what i'm saying too and then imagine the grand scale of the universe and you're telling me like no way aliens right no i'm saying yes but no they're not we're not gonna run into them in this timeline let me ask you something because joey's um said something to me like today ironically like what if they're not within or like even the same dimension what if they're like intradimensional beings you see that's a problem we're looking for them in this galaxy right but like it's not even you know that's from this type of galaxy you know what i mean or this type of timeline as we're speaking i'm gonna tell you the way stephen hawking tells you there is multiple like dimensions so to speak there is multiple realities the only one we care about is a three-dimensional reality that our lungs expand and we're able to measure. That's it. That's the only thing we care about because that's what we're measuring currently. Interesting. That, but it makes sense because it's like if the only reality we're capable of processing is this one, what other reality should we be caring about? Have you guys heard of the Mandela effect? Talk to me about that. All right. So basically, it's where a group, a series, or I would say a collective of people remember a specific event that never happened. For example, here's, uh. a, here's a trippy one. At, do you guys remember being able to go into the Statue of Liberty? Like at the torch? No, I never traveled like that as a kid. I never got to. I, but like, I remember, remember being, being into possible? it. I, I, I recall being in the Statue of Liberty. Apparently, that's never been a thing. Really? Right. All the way to the top? Yep. Never. No fucking way. I, yeah. I went a couple of years ago. Nope. I think another famous one is the whole Luke and Star Wars. Have you heard of that one? Luke, I am your father, right? Yeah. But it's not like that at all. Yeah. It's Wait, like, what? Luke, I am your father. Right. Tell me that's not a betrayal in your life. No, hold on. Yeah. What, what is it then? Something completely, not, not, I want to say completely different, it's, but it's not those words. Right. It's not those words. It doesn't really You guys are do, fucking around. I swear, yeah, right. you can play it right now. And same thing with Statue of Liberty. Like, you can't, <laughs> that wasn't ever a thing. You can't go all, all the way to the top. Right. Why do I feel like I did that? Right. Welcome to it. Now, that's what people are saying a parallel universe feels like. Mm. you see these things fuck me up yeah right Mm. you see these things like get me a little like fucked because i'm still trying to understand this reality like i'm still trying to make sense of this one right here like i wrote a blog post today right and it's about the expanding universe it's about physics and it's about self-identity and i'm on that journey still Mm -hmm. so how the fuck am i supposed to understand things like that i feel you bro how the fuck am i supposed to understand things like aliens what if they bring something to play that we actually have no fucking idea and we, we haven't even developed it. Because you see, knowledge, what it does is it, it's like Elon, right? Like you start off with the World Wide Web, you fucking build it up, now you yeah. have a battery, like you, you have fucking lights first. Like knowledge is progressive. Okay. And then you invent different things from that knowledge. Like what if they bring some like actual anti-gravity shit that we have no fucking idea of what, what we can I mean, do it, it would be the equivalent of like dropping an iPhone 30,000 years ago. He would be like, what the fuck is... like Exactly. Right. So what, what the fuck do we do with that? They would, they would enslave us. We though, use basically. it. We um, use it for I think something they would beautiful. Be, right. I think they would be past causing other 
species. Extinction. They could just do it themselves. Right. Do you feel like intelligence will get us there? Eventually, if, we don't like kill, if we don't kill ourselves. Nuclear holocaust, if we don't end up in that. Right. Something like that. We might be past the nuclear holocaust, though. You think so? I mean, for sure. Everyone's like, all war now is, like, cyber. Yeah, actually, it is. For the most part. China and Russia. Lives on there. Yeah. Right, right. China and Russia always attacking the elections, like, mm-hmm. always trying to steal information. You know that's fucked, man. Yep. Like, you know how much information, like, is available to people? Dude, do you know about the Library of Alexandria? Is that the one for the Pope and everything? No, the Library of Alexandria was the one in, in Egypt yeah, right. that was accidentally burned down. Dude. And crazy. it had all the knowledge, like, available at the time of the world. But it's kind of crazy. You can see a graph, right? And it was, like, like you're saying, like, knowledge or human knowledge, like, in an exponential level, right? And we were, like, rising. Yeah. And it showed two differences. So the Library of Alexandria was burned down. I believe, like, Julius Caesar sacked Egypt and, yeah. then like, whatever. But the cool thing, the interesting thing about the Library of Alexandria was that it had, like, all basically all the history and all the books and all the knowledge like ever and every ship that would dock in they would like make a copy put it into this library so like it had a lot of previous knowledge that we had to like essentially reinvent during the dark ages which is exactly what happened once christianity took place um and the uh library of alexander was um i don't know the christianity uh, catholicism but uh, roman catholicism became christianity right and the, then we the, were in dark ages. So here's what's interesting. If you would follow that same like exponential curve of when the Library of Alexandria was never burnt down, we would have been traveled the stars right now. Maybe. Like literally just There's like just, a lot of conspiracies on that. Right. Just by the laws of like exponential whatever, you literally would all we would already have been so we lost so much. Even people like forgot how to draw, sing. I like, believe that. We, like, even reverted. natural. Yeah, even natural right, during right. the dark ages. And we're talking about from like it was Constantinople, the, the leader of Rome at the time, which switched to Christianity, which, in fact, uh, people think that, like, Rome fell because of X, Y, and Z. Rome fell because it was too big. It started losing its cities to barbarians and to poverty and to lack of sanitation. And then eventually the Dark Ages, what that was, was almost a thousand years of the church ruling. Because the church is the only place that had knowledge after that collapse right. of Rome. Because Rome was too big. It took over too many and it places. it like, suppressed certain, like knowledge at the time yep so like guys like galileo was like guys jupiter has like moons and shit like, <laughs> yeah. no they're like what the fuck are or you like, talking about like um we revolve around the sun not the other way around they're like how fucking dare you yeah isn't it crazy that depending on like literally the knowledge that you have like the information that you have is like truly what you end up believing yep. that's it that just goes with that shows you like which is w- nuts dude. which is why we talk about it on the podcast that often then and even now still it still works like that because Think about it. Like the first thing that a communistic country does to its society is kill people that are free thinkers, enslave them or put them in jail, and then change the education system. And the media. And the media. Right. You control that, you control what everybody consumes. And if everybody consumes the same thing, then who the fuck is thinking different? Yeah. And so that's why I think it's such a problem to have like communism and socialism because it's a lack of information. And on top of that, it's a lack of journalism massively because you need con- that level of control or at least that the only level of control that we've been displayed in communism and socialism right which is fucked isn't that interesting how we lost information for almost a thousand years and we were basically dumb as shit dumb as fuck bro. the world's bookkeeping burned down is basically like how you which is why the renaissance right. is called the renaissance it's the rebirth of knowledge right it's a rebirth. It's kind of insane. That's so beautiful, bro. Humans, like, we're so adaptive to, like, whatever the fuck you throw bro, at the us, Black like, Plague literally. was insane. Yeah, the Black Plague killed so many oh people. Oh, my God. It killed, like, 
like I think like a third of Europe or something. Yeah, a third. Of, I, I've, if I'm not mistaken, almost fifty million people. Jesus Christ! At and time, at the time, million bodies yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was oh, it, it was called the Black Death, and so if you got it, you were on the streets, out nasty. And think up. about like the corpses and like the smell in the streets. It's rough. You know so we have it pretty good right now, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> things not are the, pretty. Nice I would say, like, not the worst. Yeah, for sure. fuck. Uh, you know, COVID times are tough, but they're not that fucking bad, right? It, it puts things in perspective for us, right? You know what's really interesting that I thought about the other day? What? Or I read it's we are the universe experiencing itself. It's true. It's kind of fucking crazy. We are the universe experiencing itself. Yeah, because it's happening real time. And then I think, like, all right, how mind-boggling is that concept? Then how many other concepts that we can't even imagine are happening right now? It's happening. Right? Dude, you literally hit the nail right on the head. I think about that all the fucking time. Yeah. like, And it trips me out because I'm like, what am I supposed to care about? Like, am I really only supposed to care about the small circle, myself, the, the bigger good of things? Like, There's so many theories. Like, like, we have, like, infinite realities. Like, this isn't even, like, the base reality. You know why like I like we're this? We're all in a simulation, and it's possible. Hey, you know why I like Simulation is super heavy, possible. Like, why I like these types of conversation is because, it, like, back to what I wrote today, it's about finding fulfillment in your life. Like, how, since we don't know, like, we actually don't, in a sense. Like, we don't know what happens, therefore, after death. We don't know what's happened a billion years ago that gave us consciousness. Like, we don't know what existence truly is yet. And you could say it could be to please a Judeo-Christian God. It could be to please Muhammad. It could be to please this and that. You could follow the religion course to give your life purpose and meaning. And if you're following that course and it brings you fulfillment, go ahead, you know, right. live your life however you want. Uh -huh. But if you don't have that and then you need other concepts to live your life or you want to live your life in a fulfilling way, I feel like it's, it's the journey. Like figure that out. For sure. It's, it's just figure it out because we don't fucking know. It's happening right now. All right, let me give you a scenario. Ready? Yeah. So you can either live your current reality, right? Where like any big mistake is extremely permanent. Anything you do, like whatever, like basically reality. Or you're given a choice where anything you ever want in life, you get to live in a simulation and it feels and looks and except mentally you just know that it isn't. But you live fucking, you live your dream. Whatever your dream is, you could be a rock star, you could like, do anything ever like you're boundless in like terms of that reality would you rather live there like all right have you guys seen the end of naruto yeah yeah of course okay literally that like what Maduro is trying to do Infinity like to them they're like oh my no. i'm fulfilled as a human like yeah, this so is like you said like that no but think about it though like was he even wrong but which is why he's such a good villain it's like oh my Thanos. God. it's like the whole thing yeah uh, theory like i don't know because he still makes you love him there ha bro this guy had he, all right Fuck Thanos, because you're telling me you had the power of a, a literal god, and the only solution you had to fucking hunger was to kill them? Get the fuck out of here. There's no way. You couldn't have, like, transferred the population. You couldn't... There's nothing else you could have done. Like, your only thing is, like, yo, I gotta kill everybody. Yeah, he I ran through it. You had the time stone. You could have ran through every unlimited scenario. You had the reality stone. You had everything. And the only scenario was to kill everybody. I get that, but if he would have done it in a very peaceful way, then he wouldn't have the hardest bar of all time. And that was when he was sitting down in Endgame, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. puts I, the thing down, mm -hmm. and he looks at the Avengers and goes, you couldn't live with your reality? 
So now oh, you can live with your own failure, and right? it still led you to. And where did that bring you? Right back to me. <laughs> no, it's no. He was dropping one line. Oh my god! And when he's like, "I am inevitable." Yeah, yeah. I am inevitable. <laughs> no matter what reality you're looking for me, I come right. And yep. somebody made that shit. Someone made that movie. That came from someone's head. Isn't that mind fucking? Shout out to Stanley. The one that kills me with Thanos is. Isn't the, that fucking crazy? Is the dude. is the quote where um as long as there's ones that knew of once was there can never be ones that will accept what um it's come to be or whatever. Yeah. Damn. So basically saying like everyone has to go, like, and basically like just motherfuckers clinging to the past too much. Like he, Thanos was just so goddamn inspirational. He was a good villain because at the yeah. end of the day the concept is this. We're destroying each other. What's the solution? He came up with one. Nobody agrees with it, but he, he was like, I think this will work. But there has to have been something else, though. Like, think about it. You have the power of everything. The, o- the only solution can't be to make the people disappear. Like, literally, you could have had, like, parallel universes to test it out. Like, you could have done so much. To answer your question, at least for me, like, since we're just ironically talking about Thanos, he almost had, like, the simulation where everything went like the way he wanted to and look how miserable he still was. Yeah. I damn. feel like as human beings, like I, I would need to read a couple of my old psychology books or something, but I feel like somewhere, like if you had like life just play out for you, however you wanted, I feel like a part of you would never just truly be fulfilled. Why we like that? Why are we like, why is it weaved into our DNA that we need to suffer? So check it out. It, it, it's based on desire. So, desire? If we had every single thing we've ever wanted, we would be unsatisfied. Is that what happens with like child stars? That's what happens with everybody, in a sense. Because at the same time, Facts. like you get you get money, right? You get money and then you buy things and then you want more things because those things aren't really enough because right. it's just things. Yeah. So you look for love and then you can't find love because it's really hard to find someone to trust you when they see you as something than a person yep so it, it's a it's a thing based on desire so it, if we got every single thing we've ever wanted if we got money if we got women if you got um connect like if you got everything then what are you looking for you see life is about meaning so you're putting meaning into everything you have because you're earning the things you have. because you're looking for the things you have in life, right like if you want love and deep connection then fuck you need to work on being in a healthy relationship saying no more often to people like, we're fucking great friends. We've had some uncomfortable conversations, but we've had some true conversations. No? Right. If we were just pleasing each other. This goes back to what I was saying, exactly, like, at the beginning. Accountability. Damn, right, right, right. Which is, if we got everything we've ever wanted all the time, we would not be satisfied. To answer your question, I wouldn't want to live in a simulation because of that reasoning. You need the bad to appreciate the good then, always. Okay, okay. Fair. Good argument. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. The what Matrix about- is kind of dope, though. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's almost becoming like a true... It's like weird. But in that argument, right? Yeah. You would... All the people that are currently suffering that may not have a really happy and fulfilled life because of like circumstances completely out of their control will have a like fruitful life. Because now in that simulation, you designed it so that way like that person can enjoy it. You know what's the solution? Tell me. Make everybody rich. Like, legit, give everybody money. Give everybody that one thing that people, like, so often look for in society. Give everybody money. And then see what people really want in life. True, but then I think that, the, like, <clears throat> the whole point of being rich is that you have more than other people. And then that, like, buying power lets you to, like, do whatever it is you want. 
like think about it. giving everybody that it like defeats the purpose of it like think about it why do you want to be a rock star or why do you is it to express the music is it to express the passion is it for money? i have a theory that most people who want to want to be a rock star without like having a passion for music first want it for like the fame and the money yeah in that order so that's why i think the solution is make everybody rich because then they're truly doing what they want when they don't have to work for money then you start seeing what people actually want in life. In a sense. Well, then you like ask the question. They started that journey already. You, well, then you ask the question like, if money didn't exist, what would you do? If money didn't exist, I'd just be walking around traveling the world. Legit. That's all I care about. I want to like legit explore this world with people I love. Eating amazing, delicious food. And all right, you can do it in simulation and you wouldn't. No, because it's not realistic. Like, in the simulation, me knowing that that is a simulation, it almost defeats the purpose of the simulation for me. I like, this one's kind of fun because if this is a simulation already, because people have this concept all the time, like, oh, no, this is a simulation. I mean, I it be- feels I believe, really- I believe it is. Right. What pisses me off about it is that I'm not being told that it is. Like, I, I, I almost <laughs> feel like this sh- whole shit is a simulation, and I feel like once you kind of unlock, like, hey, maybe, you know, I'm onto you motherfuckers, you know, they should give you, like, the next key, and True. you don't get it, it's annoying. What what would you pick? Because you sound like you would pick the simulation. I think I would at least give people the option. Okay. Because, like, fuck, imagine you're going through, like, imagine, like, the worst time ever. And you can choose to, like, come out of that. Now, here's where I guess it gets interesting. Would you rather it feel like it's real, but you can't come back? Or would you rather just be in reality? Like, now you start playing God a little bit. That's where it gets fucked. Basically playing a, 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 it's basically playing benevolent deity. That oh, how do you guys feel about genetic splicing, like, before they're born? Uh, like, changing genetics on children? Right, like, oh, before they're born, like, I want my kid to have blue eyes, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like if I'm okay with, like, plastic, plastic surgery, you have to be okay with, like, that shit as well. All right, I think that's where the gray area is. Then it gets starts getting weird. Like, for example. We're playing... We're playing deity. Oh, dude. Yeah, like, we're, we're everything, like though. Technology think about it like this. Do whatever the fuck we want, like, without balance. Right, it's insane. Like, think about it. Let's say your child, obviously, knock on wood, is going to be born without a leg, right? Yeah. Then you're like, oh, no. Like, your immediate or, like, instinctual choices, but like, yeah, no, let's, like, make right. sure that doesn't happen. Then all of the people, humans, on the planet right now that are born with legs are like, are you saying there's something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It gets it gets really like which one? Like great. you're right. Like it's not yeah. the most normal, but like I'm really happy, right. and I I relate to people who are similar to me. And then like that example times every birth defect. You're basically like, like they're gonna be extinct. Yeah. So yeah, because we adapt to survival, and I think it's pretty hard. To, even, yeah, I, I would say evolution. It's weird. It's weird. No, because yeah, we need our legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've they've been fruitful for us for our existence. <laughs> I feel you. I would be okay with it in that sense. Like if it's for like birth defects, mental defects, and stuff like that already in birth, and you had the ability to change that. But yeah. how? But like, how would you even tell it? Like somebody who was born a dwarf. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, are you saying there's something wrong with me? No, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with them, but evolutionary, just to pass on genetics and to have a healthy life as far as like physically and to actually make it longer term than if you are a regular healthy human with no defects, then it is easier evolutionary to like pass on your genetics and in, in, in that way. So if we're talking about like the survival of the human species, I would say if tech gets us there, 
then we're, we're basically already using tech in a way because think about it. People were living, what, what was their life expectancy? Like 50, 40 back in the day? Like we're talking about hundreds of years ago? Look at the life expectancy now with medicine right? and with knowledge. We're already getting there. You know what I mean? So what's really? one more stripe on the tiger, so to speak? That one's just interesting because we're saying it from like our perspective. From theirs, yeah. like, I would love if there's more people like me and we're all different. Right. So it's an interesting question. Yeah, like, I uh, would go. I would go with. I, I'm not picking my the color of my kids' eyes. I'm not picking their hair. I'm not doing none of that. You can literally. It gets weird. You can like shoot their intelligence level. They have a lot of like height. Yeah, we're at that point already, huh? Oh, dude. No way. Kind of. We're already there. We're already and and then here's there? where it gets even more weird. You can do all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But then who's gonna be really be able to afford that? Think about it. It's gonna be an expensive ass procedure. So then now, literally, the rich get more rich because they're born. Smarter, faster, better. Born. In the right network. And With already the right in the right people. network. Oh, my God. It's Knowing all the right like, you know, plugs. SAT scores are like they're fucking zooming through them because they don't do they have personal tutors, but they're like born different. Literally born different. Literally. Imagine uh, pumping out a bunch of Derrick Henrys. Yeah, that would be, you know, actually, my, the first thing I thought of was what would sports look like in 100 years? Because right it now we look at LeBron like, James right. and he's a fucking like a monster oh shit and you know what's best about him literally because like he's one out of how many you know exactly i feel like it's up to like the people to decide that shit you know what i mean i feel like you want to put like the option yeah you know what i mean like you know i feel like this this isn't something that should have been governed shouldn't be governed by government or anything like that it should be like up to us to decide like you know how far we want to go with this shit because if you're saying you can already decide like intelligence level how is sports gonna look in this amount of time and everything like you see where the it, problem it, lies it can get dicey it can get pretty crazy right you see where the problem lies is there's a lot of religion and government like politics is just that in some way and so i feel like oh wait you're going against the word of god now separation of church and state in my mind is super important yeah i would agree i For agree real. man that's one of those things that it's just like no i think the part that fucks me up is like so because i can't afford that my child is now like before they even have a thought they're born at a disadvantage yeah it's kind of fucked you know funny enough most children are born already like depending on when they're born they're already born at a disadvantage yeah and that's from coming from malcolm gladwell he did the study on outliers and what makes someone successful extremely successful yeah and what makes someone like an expert in all these things and then what makes someone like average at what they do like your parents it, it, it could start off Literally from the moment you are born, yeah, because of the way school starts, yeah, how it started like after the end date of August. Like if you're born after that date, then you have to wait a year to get into school. So now you're older already. So now you're starting off with kids that are younger, already learning information, and now you're starting school a year late. Yeah. So now you're starting sports a year late. Like it's a year could put you behind significantly. Yeah. And so even there at that level, it starts off. So imagine on top of that. Then you have like the selection of intelligence, body, height, yeah, metabolism. Like we're gen- if we get to that point, and I think we would, because we're already putting chips and pigs and shit. I think we would in the next probably hundred years. Shout out to Elon again, bro. If we were able to do oh, that, that's an- oh my god, that's another one. Then I think for sure we're going to change the landscape of what evolution looks like in humans, because then we're becoming something else. That's what I'm saying. It's up to us to decide that, I feel like. Yeah. Like, if we want to be the X-Men. 
You know right. what I mean? It's up to us to be like, yeah, you know, like, fuck it. Let's take this next step. Like, if we want to start growing fucking, like, another arm out of our chest or some crazy shit like that. That's, which is crazy that it's, like, the future. Also, isn't it wild how, like, you can kind of see how accurate Black Mirror episodes can get? Black Mirror is a show that's satire, but it's not, like, a satire it's comedy. Creepy. It's a satire of, like, life. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like, look what we do. And look what, like, what would you do? Because this is possible type shit. And so that show really draws me. You know, Abel, I had a curiosity. You said like it was a lot of work, like uh, making your way up in TFC. And I three years to become a partner. Like that's, that's, that's a testament to your work ethic, I would Appreciate say. It. What's one of the things you learned along the way that has been something that you apply every single time you go into work? Because it was the most important thing you learned. Hmm. I would say, it's a good question. I, I would say like a couple of realizations that I've had is a lot of people like aren't as outlier in terms of smart. And what I mean by that is like they aren't as crazy, adept, intelligent as you would think they are, right? Like I'm talking a lot of like business owners that I see, a lot of people who have made millions of dollars aren't as crazy smart as you would think they are, but they take action. Yeah. Like, honestly, I've met a lot of people who are really rich, and they're like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. The money's and just coming in, though. Literally, they're like, they're just doing, you know? And that's, like, a really big one. Um, but one thing that I practice every day, I would say, is... Thank you for making that distinction, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh I really god. appreciate that. There's Yeah. Oh, my God. It happens all the time. It like, gives me a lot of faith. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank, thankfully, it gives me a lot of faith. Like, Stupid even, motherfuckers can get on, you know? Dude, and I'm talking about, like, I don't want to, like, obviously... Like, I don't want to talk down on them, but no, I would just right. say that they don't comprehend things as quickly as everybody in this room, for example. Yeah. And I would say the only thing that they have, like, consistently is that they'll take action. And then they're just not afraid to, like, do it. Like, oh, I got to go to this place to get my LLC. They're like, all right, I guess I'm going tomorrow. It's just putting your foot right. in the front door. Literally, and then just, like, doing it and doing it and doing it, et cetera. And then um, not giving up when it gets hard. That's also a big one. Um, but I guess to directly answer your question is definitely not underestimating how important to be respectful to one another is. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll have days where I'm ex either extremely stressed or I'm in a bad mood, whatever. And then I have like team members. And if I lash out at them, it's like, even though at the moment I'm like, oh, fine. I like released that emotion. Because I like lashed out, it like ends up having like negative ripple effects. So one thing that I like, try to be conscious of every time is like how I'm explaining things and trying not to mix like personal and or like previous history with like that situation. Uh, Kobe was like a big one who like practiced some of this. He said, um, you know, like I'll he would would have just finished playing a game, right? Like he's physically exhausted, but his kids want to play with him. And the, he said the easy thing to do is like, yep, I'm just going to, like, I'm tired. I have the perfect excuse. I can go to sleep. But, like, that's not his kid's fault. It's true. So he, like, finds the energy to, like, still be with them. So, like, I try to find the words and the energy to, like, maneuver around, like, just trying to lash out. That's, like, at least something I try. Why do you lash out a lot? I can't imagine you, like, lashing out. Yeah, for real. It was such I, a... He's tripping me the hell out. I, I wouldn't say lash out. I just... um. I would say I'm direct sometimes. Yeah. But like, 
if we're trying to like maneuver I'm like all right what is it like what is it exactly we're trying to do and let's like like stop the bullshit like what, what's going on and then let's like try to get as close to the truth as possible so we can try to solve it or whatever it may be um but i don't lash like oh you fucking stupid ass pussy you ass, just cut you know? to the chase and you're very right. direct so it's less like personable like, like for example something that'll happen is like they're like hey good morning i'm like like what do you need like that would be an example of like where i like go too direct i'm like well, right we're all human yeah. let's like talk to each other yeah okay yeah that's that's a great that's great life advice i would say it's hard though because when things get tough you just gotta like know that one it's not that other person's fault and two you being in a negative state of mind will only make it worse yeah and trust me it's hard but it's like the only way i've seen it like happen you hate the small talk man that's what it sounds like some i mean sometimes it depends like what i'm doing i feel like when you're clocked in you hate it sometimes i mean if there's really important like for example black friday weekend yeah we're like about to like launch and do a bunch of things and it's like if it's 9 p.m on a tuesday and you're like yo like somebody's walking up into my office and they're like hey how's have you seen this new yeezy release it's not that i'm not interested right i'm just like just keep preoccupied like just yeah. it, no but like i'll let you know in a bit because then what i'll find out happens is that if i pretend to carry that conversation then i am almost disrespectful to the person that's there because i'm not paying attention yeah and then like i said it's not that i don't care i shit i want yeezys right now but it's just the time and place of things and i struggle a lot because i try to be the nice guy but i also feel shit feel like shit when i'm like dude get the fuck out of here yeah there's like a happy medium in there somewhere the finest of lines that i like that gets blurred every time i try to walk on it how would you say is one of the best ways you manage stress in the workplace out of the workplace yeah so being able to know when you can disconnect is like a big one um a big uh, another big one is like okay if you're stressed it's either because of a problem that either hasn't yet been solved or a situation that you haven't yet confronted. So being able to like distinguish, like, are you stressed or is it the situation stressing you? And that's another one, like um, making sure you're like eating, drinking water, like just basic human biological needs will shift your moods. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like hangry is a thing. Like, yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, you can't work well if you're like sleepy, hungry. Like, right. All of them. It's you. like, right. So take care of your like human biology for sure disconnect like you need to have a sense of community somewhere so like whether you're like going to church whether you're going out with your friends hanging out with your girlfriend whatever it is like do that but like be there too yeah and being present in those moments are like super important i was going to ask you about presence of mind because I, I what you're saying is a lot of presence of mind like you try your best to be present in the moment you know, do I have the time available to connect with this person about what they're talking to me about? Or is it something right now in my mind that's going to derail me from that work, et cetera? Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to ask because what you're saying is like a lot of like self-therapy in a sense and meditation. Like, do you practice those things or do you believe in those things? 100% believe in them. I don't practice them as much as I would like. Yeah. I would also say one thing for stress is like just try to solve whatever is stressing you as quickly as possible. Like another thing is procrastination will only kind of ignite that fire, like turn that ember into a fire per se. So like if you know you have something due or you have a five page essay, like just go do that essay and like tackle it and try not to distract yourself. 
because then you'll feel better once that situation's either been resolved or confronted. And that's a big one. Why do you feel like a lot of people procrastinate on things like that? Because I, I feel like that's the norm. Well, for one, it stems from not liking what you're doing. Yeah. Because, for example, a lot of people like won't procrastinate if they're like genuinely enjoying what they do, which is why like it's a big lesson into like what I've learned throughout this year, which is like there's a lot of subtle things that happen as you work in a business that like you can either force yourself to do them every single day or because you love them, you'll do them naturally. And then that like want versus have to makes the difference into you know being successful or not in my mind. Um, so like you'll put off things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Or you feel like you have more time or you like put it onto your future self and then it's not even the best kind of quality work. But um, there's like a lot of theories about them. But in my mind, it just mostly stems from not wanting, not like enjoying what you want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Before TFC, what was something that happened to you that made you better for your role at TFC as a partner? What would you say is an experience that you relate to in a sense that was like, okay, this, and it could be school or it could be something that just like you did in life. What's something that prepared you for your role now as a partner at TFC? So I would say understanding the value of like being humble, right? Like a lot of people, Love that. yeah, like a lot of people be like, oh, I'm at a certain age, so I need to be at a certain place or, you know, I have done X thing, which means I need to, at bare minimum, be at this floor almost. But just understanding that you can generally learn from a lot of people and then not being like, oh, either because you're my same age, I can't learn from you, or because, you know, you have never done what I've done, I can't, like, extract gold nuggets from you. So just understanding, like, like being humble in those scenarios like help a lot and then people want to show and trust you and like do things for you because like they like you as a person as well so i would say that was like a really big one for sure that's fucking amazing advice i appreciate it that is solid advice for for living life i think like um and working with people i feel like we're going to be working with people for the rest of our lives in some way shape or form and that's something big to understand i would say you have to be humble in this journey yeah, it's um because you might get knocked down on your ass, man. Another thing I've learned is um like what you said, like working with people and knowing that you work with people. So, like a lot of things can be miscommunicated, especially in the workplace when you text versus call somebody that same message. Yeah, and like it, like perceptions reality. So how they receive it is how they perceive it, and then how they like react to other things, which turns that into reality, right? Beautiful distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super important. So then. Um, one struggle or one thing that like the world experienced was like being forced to go virtual in terms of like work from home, um, Zoom, Google Hangout meetings, things yeah. like that. Or like even though like it's easier to be like, hey, do this thing versus like calling and be like, this is what we need to do, etc. So like not undermining the value of like human connection, even when you're like working with people. That's beautiful, man. How did the business change for you guys, like, with this whole thing? You know, like, it was, COVID, like, everything going yeah. digital and everyone going home. Yeah, so, I mean, it, um, it was, honestly, it was pretty interesting. Um, we still want, well, we still would like to have people in the office, but obviously it's not a possibility. Um, 
it was just a lot of operational changes that you have to like go through um and then just being adaptable and like having momentum on your side and not essentially letting anything like happen to you and even though you can be perfectly right and have every excuse to be like yep this is why it didn't happen not even letting that excuse like be the reason why it happened um and just being able to like persevere through like whatever it is um business wise i mean it was pretty interesting because because the world moved digitally so did people's shopping behaviors yeah so that only enhanced like what we did like people valued e-commerce more and then right place right time right it just happens to be like oh shit this is like exactly what we do um now it's just a matter of like internally being able to like work together without ever like speaking to each other or like even feeling each other's energies that's like a really important one i love that you brought that up because i wanted to ask you like did you notice more of a problem there like business-wise well you already said like you know business was going good or was it more so like the employee that wanted to show up to the meetings and like assure and like you know like these just weren't like underwear under you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you know that type of attitude of employee like yeah so was that really the problem or um i would say um I mean, naturally, you're just going to wake up and be like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to roll out of bed and get on to work. Yeah. Um, usually, you, like, we'll have people have, you know, like, a certain either dress code or um, whatever it may be before they actually get on to, uh, like, the hangouts. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you... Like the slacking employee. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's for sure, like, it's hard to keep those kinds of people accountable. Um, but at the end of the day, you... um you like put systems in place for that. And okay. that's kind of like part of like what I mean when, like for example, like back to my stress scenario, like a lot of people could be stressed because for example, they either aren't going to get enough customers or they're not going to be able to see if their employees are slacking, whatever it may be. Then your now thing is to go and solve that problem. So it's like if your employees are going to be slacking, well then you need to either have weekly reports, you need daily check-ins with them, you need like ways where you can like catch it without with also it being time scalable for you. Um, so COVID was an interesting part of like what happened now is because it forced a lot of people to go virtual where people were like either in denial before or extremely comfortable and complacent. Like, oh, I've had my consistent business for the past 30 years. Like I don't need a website or people to order online. But COVID only exposed the businesses that weren't ready for it. Yeah, if you weren't. And I don't think it's that black and white either. Like, of course, like, some states are like, nope, you're still going to shut down, but I need you to pay rent or some crazy shit. Um, Which is nuts to me. Yeah, that's I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for, like I said, for the most part, you've got to be adaptable. And in business, there's good and bad times, and just knowing that that's, like, a thing. So, speaking of that, you hire a lot of people. What's, like, the one trait you look for in somebody when you're hiring them? That you're like, okay, this person I could work with, that they, they could come in and they, they can make an impact. Yeah, it depends what I'm hiring for. Um, so for the most part, though, I would definitely want to see like some type of experience, right? Because how much I'm going to have to teach you versus you already come in with is basically going to tell me your salary. Like that's like, oh, you're coming in straight out of the gate and taking experience. off workload. Like that's extremely valuable. Because now, like, my time can either be going somewhere else or, like, doing anything else. So that's, like, a really big one. Then I would say confidence for sure. Um, Because if you're confident in this interview, even though I'm, like, pressing you with hard questions, I know either when things go, you know, when things aren't going well, 
I know you'll be able to thrive under those certain conditions. Um, knowing that that person will be able to like fit into the culture of things. So, you know, is this person friendly, outgoing? Are they respectful? Um, you know, things like that. And then um, just overall, are they ambitious as well? So um, I want them to think like an entrepreneur, right? And be kind of um, like crafty with certain things. So those are usually the traits that I look for. But most, and like I said, it depends what I'm hiring for. Like if it's an intern, then I'm looking for everything below that, uh, or below the experience. But um, but yeah. That's interesting because as as you like hire a lot of people, as you get more people in the in the workforce, I, I look at now like something like COVID happened and I look at flexibility. Like as a business, you have to be flexible. Right. Like you have to have an online presence now. If not, you're not going to make money. Uh, you have to be able to work from home. You have to be able to do all these things. But also at the same time, you need the intangibles. Like you need the confidence. You need to be able right. to make. And for me, it's like eventually when I want to start a business, because I, I, I do want to go down that path. I want to hire people in the same way because I want people to be confident that even though they made a decision that may or may not be wrong, they follow it through and they see it through. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. To be able to, to like make a decision and then live with the consequences of that and then fix the consequences, I think is an important trait. For sure. Yo, one more fucking time. I can't believe Abel's on the fucking podcast finally, <laughs> dude. For real, you guys man. Me, for real. Can we just point out how Abel said like twice, it depends what he's hiring for? That's a partner right there. Yeah. That was I so love crazy that. to me. He said that the first time. I was like, ooh, okay. Then he said that again. And I was like, yo, like it hits me every day. But it's like, damn, my boy's a partner for real. He's like, I got a couple of positions, really. I'm looking for a couple of people, but I don't know. Which I don't is, know. I appreciate that. Which yeah. is one of the reasons like that I really even wanted to get him on the podcast. Because it's like, like all those attributes you just mentioned, right? Like Abel's not the only like boss in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's millions of bosses out there and they're all going to be looking for like the same type of shit. So just keep going hard. What's one piece of advice you would give to somebody listening to the podcast that is looking to get into something like digital marketing or maybe work for like a digital marketing firm? So you're going to have two types of scenarios. One, you yourself are either financially stable because you've had some type of savings and or your parents are like, you know, fortunate enough to support you. That means the first thing you should be doing is get your feet wet. Go in somewhere, get an internship, just get your feet in the door. If you don't, like, let's say you aren't fortunate enough to have that situation, you have to, like, mentally decide, like, okay, is this a path that I'm, like, crossing, right? Is this something I'm interested in? Because if you're going to make a leap, for example, you're either going to quit your certain job um, that's giving you stable income but obviously isn't fulfilling you, then you have to understand what kind of risk you're incurring and just make sure, like, okay, I have X amount of rent saved, I have X amount of whatever. Just basically position yourself for a career change and just make sure that it's something that you want to do and you'll get a feel for it when you know you look at courses like look at google analytics courses google ads courses facebook blueprint um dig like there's a bunch of free digital marketing courses do they genuinely intrigue you or is it like they intrigue you because they can help you get to a certain result mm -hmm. like i have a passion for clothes that's why i want to learn marketing or do you like marketing and you can do any type of industry? So like being able to differentiate like those two is really, really important. Because if you're more interested in just learning how to sell t-shirts, like I said way before, there are a lot of business owners that aren't the most intelligent, but they just go after it. 
So like, just be that person, like just go after it. And in business, it's more important to have momentum than it is to have perfection. So do what you really want to do, do. Just do it. Right. Yeah. And I'm assuming a lot of people listening are younger like me, right? Like I still have a lot to learn. I'm still going through a lot of journey. I've just, like I said, been fortunate enough to have this experience and talk to really wealthy people and work with them on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, I'll know the good moods, the bad moods, everything in between, what, when they make tough decisions, how they make them, you know. So I have a lot of experience and that's where you know, a lot of the authority from what I'm speaking from is coming from. So like I said, it's like basically just go out and do it. Like if you are the kind of person where it takes you a really long time to do things or you value sleep more than just be self-aware enough that you're not ambitious enough, which is fine, but you just don't beat yourself up and you're like, why haven't I done X or whatever it is? And yeah. You mentioned that you have been around like a lot of wealthy people and like been able to learn right. from them and everything. Like what's like, I guess like the harshest lesson or like the harshest reality or like the theme that you see amongst them usually? Um, in, in what sense? Yeah, like I guess, I guess maybe like the best lesson you've learned from them or like the craziest lesson, like how bad things can get or like in just in terms of just the business or just in terms of um, day-to-day life as well. Yeah, I'll say a lot of like wealthy people that I've worked with, they are always, they're always either extremely confident in very important decisions and that's why they're at the top and you have to be extremely uh, centered in your core. And um, for example, a lot of people dream of being CEO, but it's basically the worst job you can have. It's like basically being like the president of the United States. It's the worst job you could have. And you, you like a lot of what you do from your core has to be like extremely centered. You have to be decisive and then just know what you want. And that's usually the difference between somebody I know is going to be extremely successful when they like come on to us or come like work with us versus like they aren't. And, um, and just never, and just always like being humble enough to do any person's job. And that will get you a lot of respect from your employees. And then they'll just want to work. With, that should be like rule number one of like having employees. You should never tell somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah, don't delegate a task you wouldn't do yourself. Right, because then they would, like, wouldn't respect you and then you're not even getting like full efficiency from them. And then they don't like want to work for you and it becomes like a toxic environment for like both parties. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but just being extremely centered in your core and n- doesn't matter the fire, doesn't matter what the fuck anybody's telling you what's going on in the business, you yourself feel the same throughout that entire process. Good, bad, ugly, everything in between. You're the same person. Speaking about bad, what's been the worst day that you could remember, like being in the field right now on the job? And what do you recall from that day? With uh, no specifics. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's not, I'll tell you this much, it's not that much different from when other people have bad days. And I don't think they, for example, I don't think days like that get better. I think you learn how to deal with them better. Or you learn how to prevent them um, like in the future. So I just realized like at the time, uh, it was a extremely he- like heavy emotion and feeling of, um, I-, I don't want to say the word failure because it's like too much, but that's like the sentiment I'm trying to like communicate. Um, and just being able to reflect, right? And just knowing like what I was saying earlier, like 
that's something that I still struggle with. Like, I will, I do get emotional in certain situations, which I know I shouldn't because it's business. Um, but but it's you're hard. human, as we right, all are. Sure. Right. It, it's difficult for sure. So, um, essentially, what I learned from that lesson or that specific day was, like, it, it actually doesn't get easier, and I'm it's. I'm going to reset. Like we all have like a homeostasis of emotion. We all like go back to like a certain place. And I know like that not only is it going to be over, but like there are better days to come and it may only get worse from here. And I like wasn't wrong. Like it, like I think our, as we age, our problems are going to get bigger and worse. And like I said, the way we react to them is the difference, not like the problem itself. Yeah, like the problems don't get any easier. You just get wiser through them. Right, exactly. It's a lot of self-therapy that you talk about, really. It's like introspection. And these are real like life lessons. You know, uh, I feel like being a partner has matured you in a in a in a big way. I think it forced me for sure. Yeah, it, it forced you to, to mature. But I, I think it's it. it's a it's a very. Look, life is an experience, right? Like you can learn through school, you can learn through books, you can learn through experiences. And I think the best way to learn is through experiences in life. You know, relationships is one of those things. And when you're having constant relationships with people that you work with and then businesses, I feel like that in a big way because it involves such a massive amount of money, such a massive amount of work being done to get that money, then it does shape you. And I feel like you have gotten super mature in the sense of introspection. Like you're Mm -hmm. very like logical, like problem solving. Like how do we avoid this for the future? Right. How do we, you know, solve these problems? I want to ask you this. What's one piece of advice that you would give Abel five years ago that if you had then, it would have made you more mature and more capable and more ready for life? Um, enjoy the moment. Just that simple. Presence of mind? Yeah, just like, like I said, life, I, in my mind, it doesn't always get better or easier. You just learn how to enjoy every moment of it. And that concept itself has bigger ripple effects into a lot more other things that can be positive for you. So I would truly say like enjoy like the moment. Also, one thing I do want to mention is another trait that a lot of wealthy people that I've noticed have that was kind of like a reality check for me was they're all extremely generous. They want to see you win. Like more than like I more than people who I've met that don't have a lot of money, which is super fucking interesting. I assume like, oh, they're rich and stingy. No, they like, if it makes sense for both people, like if they're being stingy with you, obviously the natural thing is like, oh, fuck this guy, the world's out to get me, et cetera. Or it didn't make sense for that individual. Like if it's a win, win, win for like everybody, like nobody loses, then like why wouldn't they want you to make money? And that's something that I've noticed. They're like, extremely generous, like more than like, I've met with a lot of people. They know they got it, man. That's why they're looking to like give it out to others. Right. An- another like thing I had to come to a realization is like I made other people rich that I didn't even like. That's yeah. Like a weird one. That's tough, huh? Yeah, it's a weird one. But I mean, it's like part of the game. I think Jay Z speaks on that actually. Really? Damn. Yeah. He mentions like something, something along the lines of you have to get used to making people you don't even like rich, like in business, as you like move on. Because it just makes sense. Business is business. It's strictly financial. It is strictly financial. Right. You know, Drake says it best. To not be cliche, the price of doing business. That's just literally how it is. Right, right. So that was like an interesting thing I've learned. That no matter what, they're like generous. And they want you to win. Because if you put yourself in a position excuse me, where it's win-win, then like that person will 
support you in like every way possible. Who's been your biggest mentor throughout this journey? I've had a couple. I would say um, obviously Jeff has been a big one. Um, all of my current partners have been really big ones. Um, honestly, some of my friends just taking me back to reality and like my roots essentially have been like a big one. Um, and then bro, books have been monumental. Guys like Gary Vee. Uh, being able to like practice what he says. I've actually, funny enough, I listen to him a lot less now. Um, why? Why is that? I think I'm just doing the things he's saying. Like, yeah, you're applying okay. everything. Right. Um, not like I. Not that I respect him any less. If anything, I do more because I like really understand him now. And, and like, he would say I, kudos. Right. I hopefully, um, hopefully we. You know, I get to meet him one day. That'd be cool. Um, and then. Um, and yeah, uh, another thing that I struggle with sometimes, actually not anymore, but I did when I was first starting was being intimidated by either the size, the person, or the amount of money in a situation. So like I'll talk to clients or we're talking like millions of dollars or uh, like just obviously in total, not at like that specific moment. Right. Or, you know, the client's like extremely intelligent. Like I remember I was speaking to this one guy, he was a neuroscientist and he won like awards and he like essentially like literally like cured cancer it was insane this guy was crazy sharp and smart and just relying that like my words were not only like good enough but also gave value and time and time again it goes back to like the more you are yourself the more people like open up to you as well um so like those things i said because i've like lived it and in situations where like i don't know the person they're ex they themselves are not only extremely qualified and smart, and those are the things that have carried me throughout those conversations into a positive um, outcome versus a negative one. So that's where like some of those words come from. They come from me literally doing it in those scenarios. Um, so I honestly forgot what the question was, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was basically just, you know, who's been your mentor throughout this? Um, and I think you answered the question, which is really like, curiosity you know seeking knowledge seeing what works seeing what doesn't applying that knowledge i think the application part is what a lot of people miss you sure you can i don't think people take action enough the application of it is the biggest thing it leads to procrastination and a million different things that lead from um I, not I would, applying it yeah i would also say for example being self like being truly self-aware so for example knowing uh, like okay if you yourself are an individual that don't you don't naturally take action either get a business partner who does and like move each other and move the needle or get a mentor who will push you in the right direction. Like just know like, all right, what are your strengths and weaknesses and build around them? Like people, you don't have to like, the whole thing is you can't even do it by yourself. You can't, you can't build yeah. a business without like other employees and people and customers, et cetera. So don't even try to get started with by yourself. That was actually what, what I wanted to ask on my next question, which is what, what would Abel be doing currently if he wasn't working for TFC? Hmm. I would, so I have a, I don't want to say a dream, but I definitely want to give back to the community. And in a sense where I want to upgrade university. So I think the idea of university right now, like, you know, I'm still grateful for FIU and I'm sure FSU, UF, all those are really good schools, but they still lack the um, substance that they once had, which is like leaving and getting a job or getting experience enough to be like, yep, like right now, if somebody graduates with a marketing degree, no experience at all, unfortunately, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even consider them the same with somebody with no degree 
two years of agency experience. In fact, I would choose that guy with two guy or girl for two years, any day of the week, not even close. Wow. Right. I love that because I, I value experience a lot. I value experience. I think it's super too. crucial. I think the you world do. does, though. I think, and that's why, like, when you're starting to become a doctor, they put you in the field. Or, like, most lawyers will tell you, like, yeah, you're going to get all your experience when you, like, get into the field and whatever. So I would love to sh- rework university where it's more it's experience first. Like, they teach a lot of concepts that aren't even used and or can be Googled. Yeah, Google's huge now, man. Oh, my God. It's insane. Um, so I want to and then give, like, teach courses with either people who are real professionals at the time or, you know, teach people different ways to make options. So, like, financial literacy, teaching people, like, like how to actually do Forex, not, like, the weird recruiting bullshit that goes on sometimes or um you know stock options things like that where like imagine teaching an underdeveloped school like either that kid learns how to like read the markets through forex or read stock options or you know things like that where now they have a platform to stand on versus before their hopes was to go to college not even know what they were going to major in get themselves an insane amount of debt to not even guarantee them a job after yeah Right, like, not only did they fucking have to work their asses off to get to university, it almost isn't even worth it at the end. Super fucked. It is. Right. Can I ask you for a That's a beautiful dream, by the way. My bad. Appreciate it. Can you never lose that, like, curiosity? Say it again. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I said, can I ask you, like, the favor I want to ask you is just never lose, like, that curiosity. That want of, like, making everything better. Because that's fucking great. I've thought about it two times with just universities and, like, the systems that we have of learning, like the fact that like as growing up, we don't even really like we're not teaching these kids like anything related with social media or like anything that right. we use more on a day to day. Like I just feel like it's not being trained to be as yeah. effective as a human being as you could. A hundred percent. You know, I saw a meme um the other day on Twitter. I was on there and I, I saw Elon like the meme and it was basically like, uh, have you guys seen that like Elmo picture that it's the guy like this? And then he goes and he looks back at the computer like he's almost like guilty. Uh-huh. And it was who the fuck uses Google in their professional job? And then the second picture was like coders looking like. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. For the coders run part, the fucking world. Yeah. Right. And for the most part, um, coding is something like that's future driven. Right, like right. this is now happening. Right. And most of the time you need on field experience. Like, yeah, you learn the language, but then you need to apply it. And then you need right. to work with people. Exactly. Which is, you know, the beauty behind like what your idea is. And. Me and Jay have talked about something similar in regards to like, how do you how do you get people to do what they actually want and get them experience to do what they actually want? So then, financial freedom is the outcome. Like that's what everybody wants: freedom from finances. Like people don't want to have debt, and then people want to just live how they want to live. But you need money to do that. You need resources to do that. Right. So how do you establish an income of money that is streamlined to be able to do the things you want? Like change university. Right. You know, which is really the dream. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I've thought about executing it. It's um, here's another thing. If you are going to start your own business, just know you're judge, jury, executioner, and it lives and dies with you. So, okay. The amount of sacrifice, I don't even think people begin to comprehend. And I'm talking like, like New Year's Eve, all your friends are like getting together and whatever it may be. You might have to be working on either a proposal, a fire you have to put out, um, whatever it may be, and just know that the early years of almost any business requires 
an almost inhumane amount of hours to be worked on, which is maybe morally acceptable because it's your business. But like, I, I don't think people comprehend the amount of time and effort it really takes. And I guarantee you almost any business owner that wasn't lent money or was, you know, wasn't giving an incredible like stepping stone would probably agree with me because I've seen it every single time. Those are real blood, sweat, and tears being poured into like, what people like, want. Like I barely even comprehend. Like for example, Elon Musk when he was starting PayPal and shit. Yeah. Like how many hours he worked, and I see it. Like when some of my partners put in insane amount of hours, or other business owners that I'm talking with, and it's it's like a joke almost. Like you know how much we work because it's just the the only way to do it. How do you keep from burning out? Um, one loving what you do. Like, that's why it's so fundamental. Um, for example, if you love Call of Duty and you're a streamer, like, you don't burn out playing 20 hours. Yeah, right? that's easy for you. Exactly. Um, knowing that some of the hard things that you have to do is part of the process, and the whole part of it is just, that, like, for the journey and the process. Like, it's not about the destination. It's about, like, the journey. Um, that's a, That was a big one that I had to learn. Um, but knowing that even though you're going to do something that you love, right? Like, let's say even you want to be a streamer and you want to do it 20 hours a day and all you got to do is play Call of Duty. There's still shit you're going to have to do that you don't like. Like, all right, who's editing those videos? Facts. Who Facts. is graphic designing? Who, are you starting your LLC? Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into, like, even if somebody's, like, a YouTuber, like, how's your sound quality? Like, there's so many other things and that goes into what you want to do. And a lot of people, like, even if, like, you want to play football professionally, like how many how many fucking times did like guys like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes play sports instead of going out or yeah. instead of whatever it may be a whole bunch Pro, right you have to put in the hours no matter what you do these athletes it takes them like almost 19 years 20 years 21 years before like all their like efforts come into fruition and sometimes it doesn't exactly yeah and sometimes it's just they're on that grind and then just they never get any type of compensation for it like lebron to this day still puts in more hours than like all of us 100 percent. kobe was like the biggest guy who did that yeah he in said, every way yeah he said you'll know me more for what i've done after the game than what i did in it you know like you know it, what i mean literally say what drake said like it wasn't with me shooting in the gym yeah isn't that crazy yeah, yeah. i, I want to ask you something because it looks like as far as like maturity emotional intelligence this like core like stability that you establish within yourself after you go through everything going on in your head, it feels like that's a lot of like life experience. What's been one of the hardest things that's ever happened to you? If you're okay with sharing, I mean, yeah, I, um, I would say the realization where not only was like my social life not what it once was, and that's what brought me a lot of joy, but the fact that knowing like how honestly unfair life can be sometimes where it's like why the fuck are certain people born into the lap of luxury and I, i'm and it's funny because i'm sure that they also have their own demons and things that they would argue um but like why the fuck do we all have to work three times as hard as the next person just to get a fighting chance it's like a really interesting scenario and just knowing that like, this is all the part of life. And not only can it be worse, it can only 
get worse moving forward and having your like trust systems in place where you can like you know pull from that like um or you know get water from that well so like either your friends girlfriend loved ones etc knowing that no matter what you do in business you're still human and you have biological drives and don't ignore them because they will show themselves whether you try to ignore them or not um so just and trust me i'm not perfect and i like go through them all the time and consistently remind myself but to me it's not even anymore like what's the hardest thing um it's just how have i dealt with those consistent things and and yeah just a level of sacrifice sometimes i don't even have it you know like i love watching football on sundays and sometimes i shouldn't yeah, I'm just not knowing when to turn it off and turn it on, huh? Right. Sometimes I'll like be at a social gathering and I'm still in work mode. And I'm like, I can catch myself as being too serious, being too focused, not being loose, um, you know, things like that. But you have future visions. You know, that's what, like, what motivates you? Is it the future vision? Is it your loved ones? Like, is it your own realization of what you want to accomplish eventually in life? Like, what motivates you on the day to day? So I think what initially, I think it, uh, like most things, it shifts as time goes on. But I think um, one of the core ones is, of course, like you mentioned, financial freedom is important. I think um, the lessons and things that I've learned are, you know, super invaluable. So just milking the shit out of those. Because um, then I can, you know, take those skills that I've learned and acquired and essentially like harvested and move them into like whatever else I want to do. And then have that be the vehicle that like drives me forward. So just knowing that there, this is the only way. Like you don't know everything, right? And and just being fortunate enough to be in a position where I can even choose this direction. So, um, it's not about the money because if that was the case, I would go trade stocks, right? Or like you know, whatever. Um, it's more about the lessons, not only that I'm learning, but the fact that I feel like once I complete this specific journey, I can put myself in a position to do anything my mind can achieve, which I think money can't buy, which is ironic. What do you think you could achieve in a sense? Like what, what's been something that you're like, wait, am I even fucking going hard enough? Is this something like, am I even like, do I have so much self doubt? Cause I've had moments like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think physically I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. There's been some moments physically that I've been like, well, can I? I think I could push a little bit more. Like I don't even know what my what my actual abilities are. Yeah, I um, I was reading this book that like we we're reading together. And I I don't know if you know about it. Uh, it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Insane. About the guy. I know about David. Oh, who doesn't? Run and broken feet, like some outlandish. He's a sickle though. Some outlandish. Yeah, sickle. Like, Complete en- sickle. Enjoyed every moment of that. I don't like, get how someone loves pain as much as he does. For real, and um. I do agree with on one thing. The pain struggles for sure make you better than anything else. Um, my bad. What was your question? My question was just like, what, what things like bring light to you? Like, fuck, I'm capable of so much more. And I know this. Like, I feel this. Like, I could push harder. I could go harder. Like, do you have those moments? Do you have those yeah, realizations? And what I, brings it to you? All the time. Because um, it's, um, it's like, for example, when you're like hitting the gym and you're like, 
you have days where you're in and you're like, oh, I don't really want to be here, but at least I'm here. You do like a light workout. And there are other days where you're like, holy shit, I'm fucking like in the zone on it. Like feel every single rep, feel like every pound of that weight that I'm like pushing, whatever it is. And then knowing that whatever it is you think you're doing, you cannot only push more, but if you want, if you want to achieve like a specific goal, like you consistently have to like push that needle or else like you will stagnate. Like it's inevitable. So if like you ever feel like you're not going in a certain direction, it means you're not pushing yourself enough. So like that is usually the biggest indicator of like you being stagnant in growth is because you haven't pushed yourself to be uncomfortable or to make any tough decisions. This entire episode has been cut the bullshit, <laughs> like money trees. This entire episode, I feel like, has been a gem with you, Abel. And I just want to say, man, I've thank you it. so Dude, fucking I got you, much. Man. I appreciate you guys having me on this fucking podcast and talking with us, Dude, bro. I appreciate you guys okay, having brother. me. We love you to death, man. Love you I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Uh, and appreciate I'm going to let you say a couple words at the end. Because, dude, people need to hear stuff like this to realize, shit, I'm not the only one. Like, am I capable more? Because definitely I am. And then I think the most important takeaway from this entire episode is be humble no matter where you are because life's going to knock you down. So how do you prepare for that? How do you stay centered? So this has been Eddie. I've had a fucking blast on this episode. <laughs> I'm signing off. Hell yeah. I mean, um, last thing I'll say, Eddie, Jay, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I know this podcast is going to be monumental, not only for everybody like listening in right now, but also for the young people that I know are listening that are either looking for something relatable or looking for something, you know, that can basically take their mind off of something. And I think you guys both have a unique gift to somehow be able to maneuver the two. So I appreciate you guys having me on here. I usually don't say anything at the end, but I'm going to say something. <laughs> That's why I fucking love Abel, because if you couldn't tell, this guy's a fucking sweetheart. Appreciate it. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. See ya. Peace.